Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner and to another adventure into your imagination. We're going to travel again today to a really interesting place called Wington. There you will find people just like people you know. There are babies and parents and single folks and older folks, and they all have feelings just like we experience. Sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're sad, sometimes they get their feelings hurt, and sometimes they are the ones who thoughtlessly hurt someone else's feelings. Some are talented singers, others not so much. Some are talented artists, and some have the talent of a beautiful smile and the ability to make other people laugh. The only thing that sets these people in Wington apart from other people you know is that they are all birds, from the imagination of author J. Calvin Reed. The two stories that I'd like to share with you today are about different kinds of talent. So, get your good listening skills ready and your imagination set to fly to Wington and hear first about the orphan child. Bean Canary had flown away from home, and he was not exactly happy about it. Mr. and Mrs. Canary were frantic. They had raised Bing from the time he was a tiny little bird, and they loved him as if he had been their own child, which he was, almost. Bing's real parents were English sparrows, but something happened to his father and mother when he was only two weeks old, so he was left an orphan. And do you know, the orphanage in Wington refused to accept him. The official reason given was that there was no room, but the real reason was that the English Sparrow family was not exactly popular in Wington. We have too many English Sparrows in this town already, said one member of the orphanage board, and not a single one of them can carry a tune, commented another. And they bore you to death with chattering all day about their European ancestry, said another. Surely some of the relatives can take care of Bing, said a fourth. But none of the English sparrow relatives wanted Bing because all of them, like the old woman in the shoe, had so many children they didn't know what to do. However, Bing's cousins, Mr. and Mrs. Canary, did want him because they had only two bird babies of their own. Then, too, they were generous, kind birds, and not selfish and mean as some others were. So they adopted Bing as a member of their family, and they named him Harry Canary. But his nickname stuck. It was Bing. The most wonderful thing about Mr. and Mrs. Canary was their happy disposition, they sang not only when it was clear and bright, but on cloudy, dark days as well. They had the reputation for being the most cheerful birds in Wington, they and Mr. and Mrs. Nightingale. So you can imagine what a fortunate thing it was for Bing to be brought up in the Canary family. Mrs. Canary gave him voice lessons, just as she did her own children. And believe it or not, he actually learned to sing. 
It was one of the happiest days of his life when he was accepted into the junior choir. But I'm sorry to tell you that his happiness did not last very long. On the way home from the first rehearsal, Billy Oreo said, You can't sing. You don't belong in the choir. You're not a canary, but just a common English sparrow. Why would any bird say a mean thing like that, I wonder? Up to that time, Bing had supposed that Mr. and Mrs. Canary were his real parents, and it broke his heart to be told he was not a canary. That's why he flew away from home and went to the big city, where, as he thought, he would not be known, and no bird would say mean things about him. It was not long, of course, before he was more unhappy than ever. There were hundreds and hundreds of birds downtown, many of them English sparrows, but none of them paid any attention to him. As he huddled in a corner, cold and sad, he said to himself, I wonder what Mother Canary would do at a time like this. And then, like a flash, the answer came. She would sing. She always said, singing will drive the clouds away. And that is how Bing was found. You see, by this time, the radio was broadcasting the fact that he was lost. The broadcaster's description of him was a little brown bird that looks like an English sparrow but sings like a canary. It was Mrs. Oriole who found Bing. She had listened to the radio announcement just before she started downtown to do a little shopping. So when she turned the street corner and heard Bing's sweet little voice, Sing the clouds away, night will turn to day. If you sing and sing and sing, you'll sing the clouds away. She hurried over to him and gathered him under her wing. Whatever made you leave home, she asked, you dear little bird. Bing, not wishing to be a tattletale, said simply, one of the members of the junior choir said I was not a real canary, so I felt I didn't belong. Of course you belong, said Mrs. Oriole. The junior choir couldn't get along without you. That night at supper time, Mrs. Oriole told how she had found Bing singing on the corner. And when she came to the part about some member of the junior choir making that ugly remark, Billy, who was her son, was so ashamed he felt like crawling under the table. But he did something much better than that. The next day he went over to the canary cottage, apologized to Bing, and invited him to come over to his house to play. From that time on, they have been the best of friends. When the manager of the radio station heard how Bing had been found, he called Mr. and Mrs. Canary and asked them to bring him to the station for an audition. The result is that Bing now sings three times a week on a special sunshine program. Each time he sings, he's introduced as the only English sparrow in the world who can sing like a canary. Of course, his favorite song still is Sing the Clouds Away, 
and now he's so happy that it doesn't matter to him at all whether the other birds call him Bing Sparrow or Bing Canary. Oh, yes, I almost forgot. He's back in the junior choir, too, singing every Sunday side by side with Billy Oreo. Well, that certainly had a happy ending, didn't it? Next, there's the story about hidden talent. Maybe some of you listening to me now aren't quite sure what your talent is. Or maybe you haven't discovered yet that you have a number of hidden talents. Well, let's listen now and find out about what hidden talent Downy Woodpecker has in this second story from Bird Life in Wington by J. Calvin Reed. Hidden Talents I'm worried about Downy, said Mrs. Woodpecker to her husband one night as they were getting ready to roost. What seems to be the matter? asked Mr. Woodpecker. He's so discouraged, replied Mrs. Woodpecker. As you know, he had his heart set on being in the Wington Glee Club, but the music director gave him an audition today and discovered that he is a monotone and told him he was wasting his time trying to learn to sing. It's all the harder for him because two of his playmates, Henry Warbler and Johnny Mockingbird, were accepted into the glee club. When Downey arrived home, he said to me, I suppose I just don't have any talent, Mother. Why is it that we woodpeckers can't sing like other birds? What did you tell him? asked Mr. Woodpecker. I tried to explain to him, she replied, that God has given different talents to different birds, and that everyone does have some talent with which to praise God. One of these days, I assured him he would discover his talent. In the meantime, I told him he must be patient and not allow himself to be jealous of the other birds. You're a very wonderful mother to our little son, said Mr. Woodpecker. I'm afraid I haven't been spending enough time with him lately. The next morning at breakfast, Mr. Woodpecker said, Downy, I'm coming home early from the office today. How would you like to go with me for a flight into the park? Of course, Downy thought that a wonderful idea. So that afternoon, about four o'clock, they started out together. Mr. Woodpecker pointed out the different kinds of trees to Downy and told him how certain bugs and insects laid their eggs under the crevices of the bark. He showed Downy how to find the grubs and to dig them out with his bill. There's no use tearing into the bark unless you know a grub is under it, said Mr. Woodpecker. The thing to do is to tap on it two or three times like this. Then be very still and listen. If a grub is underneath, he'll be frightened by the sound, and you can hear him move. Then, quickly, you can peck away at the bark like this and get him. Oh, mother, exclaimed Downy when they arrived home. We had the best time in the world. Daddy has promised to take me again. And he did. Twice every week, Mr. Woodpecker and Downy went flying and grub hunting together in the park, then came what was long remembered in Wington as the Great Scourge. It happened in the spring. 
Insects seemed to come from everywhere. They bored into the trees, hid under the bark, ate up the sap, and the trees began to die. For a time it was feared that all the trees in the park would perish. All the birds of Wington, young and old, were called upon to work in the park every afternoon in an effort to save the trees. On a certain day, the Metropolitan Park Commission staged a contest and offered a gold medal to the school bird, which, in one hour, could find and kill the greatest number of grubs. Of course, there were a number of birds who were quite expert in finding the grubs among them, the nuthatch children, the flickers, and the chickadees, but Downey's little friends, Johnny Mockingbird and Henry Warbler, were able to find only five pieces. They spent most of their time chipping away at the bark, but finding nothing underneath. Downey, on the other hand, as his daddy had taught him, would tap on the bark here and there and listen for a second. Then, if he heard nothing, he would move on to some other spot. When the hour was finished, Downey had found and captured 122 grubs. No other bird had passed the 100 mark. And who do you suppose presented Downey with the medal provided by the Park Commission? None other than Mr. Cardinal, the director of the school band. As he handed it to him, he said, Downey, as I watched you working in the park today, I noticed what wonderful rhythm you have when you peck on the bark. You're just the bird we need to play the trap drum in our school band and to lead us in our marches. Also, that suit you're wearing is just perfect for a uniform. I shall expect you at rehearsal tomorrow night. Thus it came to pass that Downy Woodpecker discovered that he had not one talent, but two. Of course, he has lots of fun playing the trap drum in the band, but he never allows that to interfere with what he considers his first talent, namely digging the grubs out of the trees in the park. Just how important that talent is, you may judge for yourself when I tell you that Downey's father has recently been appointed superintendent of the Wington National Park. So Downey works with his father on the trees every afternoon, gets paid for it too, and is saving his money to go to college and study forestry. Well, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? that Downey discovered not just one talent, but two, and he didn't think that he had any at all. I hope you enjoyed the stories of Bing Canary, the orphan child, and Hidden Talents, the two stories I read from Bird Life in Wington by J. Calvin Reed. I want to leave you today with a very important quote for you to remember from the Bible. God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. 1 Peter 4, 10. I hope you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>